It's your girl, Stephanie Sterling, with The Authentic Stephanie Sterling. I am here with Jigaset Radio, and you best believe we're about to have a good time. Tune in for the whole show. Well, you see now on the internet, no, I was listening to Jigaset. Oh, I've been listening to every show, keeping me on in the known Jigaset Radio. Well, you see now on the internet, no, I was listening to Jigaset. I've been listening to every show, keeping me all in the known Jigaset Radio. What's going on, guys? It's your boy Jeremy, aka the Prince of Mixology. I just made that up. So <laughs> I'm here with another guest on JSR Radio. Coming to the stage. <laughs> It's definitely starting. Y'all make some noise, y'all. Yes. I'm going to have to give you another round of applause on my side. All right. So we're here with Stephanie here. We're still here with Stephanie. And um, you are also a mixologist. I, I mentioned how mixology, uh, how how the journey started for me, and I just being uh, someone that just loved to cook and having that balance. So... Can you attest to that? Like, what does mixology do for you? Because you're not a bartender. You're a mixologist. And there's a difference. And can you explain that difference first and then tell me what that journey looks like for you as a mixologist? Um, bartender just serves drinks. A mixologist actually creates and curates mm -hmm. to their clientele. Yes. Say that one more time for Rosa Parks section. <laughs> she, she, she gave a clean cut. That was, it was beautiful. Real real, straight to the point. I love it. It was giving. around the world and I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was giving cliffandnotes.com, okay? <laughs> so, that, so one more time for the, mix, uh, the <laughs> mixologist. For the Rosa Parks section, people that's drinking drinks in the Rosa Parks section. So bartenders just serve drinks. Right. And mixologists create them, curate them. For their clientele. Mm-hmm. So give me that journey for you. What led you into mixology? To be honest, so I started when I was 21. Mm -hmm. I was in my junior year of college, mm -hmm. and I just wanted to make extra money. So mm -hmm. I was a full-time student. I was working part-time, but I also wanted some additional income. Yes. So I went and got licensed in South Carolina, and then... My first gig was a nightclub. Okay. And so for me, so what people don't know, naturally I'm an introvert. And so... <laughs> no, you don't say. <laughs> so like at the extrovert that you see when I'm out is a switch that I actually have to... I got to turn it on before I walk out of the house. Like, you know, I got to get in that mental space. So for me, being a mixologist actually helped me turn that switch. You know what I'm saying? And so, not only was I curating drinks, but I was networking. I was meeting people that I otherwise would meet outside the bar uh -huh. because I don't even go out that much, especially not at that time because I was a full-time student. I was working another job. I, was, I believe I was a tutor in this after-school program as well, and I was helping with dance. So, I had a lot going on. Oh, so you're a dancer too? Used to be. Mm. Choreographer, not stripper. Ooh, you better say it. They do choreography But so in that, I just felt because I'm passionate about meeting new people, something about it's psychology. So I used to have this 
or still do have this knack for psychology. And but I'm just curious about the way people tick, why nature, nurture, the environment they grew up in, the different cultures. Mm-hmm. I just enjoy hearing people's stories. Absolutely. So honestly, that was a big part of the network and mm-hmm. meeting different people and new people. But as far as the drinks and curating the drinks, once I knew the basics, to me it was like cooking. Yes. Once I learned how to cook, I know I can pretty much cook anything. Even yes. if I don't eat it, I can cook it. Yes. And so it was like that for alcohol. Mm-hmm. I could literally, once I knew, okay, this has a sour taste. This has a sweet taste. This tastes bitter. Once I knew those key ingredients, I could literally mix something, never have tried it, and the customer would love it. Flavor profile, baby. That's what it is. It's a flavor <laughs> profile. Yes. Mm-hmm. So... <clears throat> I actually had the pleasure during Rose's birthday seeing you uh, bar- uh, bartend and do your mixology thing for the first time. What was that, the Cigar Lounge? Yeah, uh, Casa de Monte Cristo. Yes. And uh, I was like, damn, Stephanie. <laughs> I said, okay, I see you out here. And then he go, bro, yeah, she is my girl. <laughs> you know how she be? I let her hair be swinging when she be a little inebriated. Right, going, right. Shout out to the business lounge. So... <laughs> <laughs> you know how bro it is, y'all. And so, um, no, I, I love um, bringing that up because um, mixology is uh, a science experiment for me, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like you're taking little test tubes and little uh, alcohol or uh, liqueurs or um, flavorings of whatever, natural or unnatural, just being able to pour them into a little cup, serve it to a customer, and just watching their reaction. Like, you did that, sis? Like, you know... I love seeing the customer reaction. And then as a mixologist, or you just bartender, if you're just doing a basic one too, that's fine. Um, seeing how you control the room, right? So you walk in, someone might be having a bad day. <laughs> no, I, no, I say that because I like being in control. Yes! I, I know how not to be, but yeah, like people come to the bar and they'll move something. I'm like, hey, this is my bar. Don't do that. <laughs> 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 so, so when yeah, you I like in, uh, excuse me. When are you mixing drinks again? Excuse me, because I'm I'll gonna, be the I'm first one there. And mix up. And <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you know, but can I get that? Right don't there? do that. Can you I don't. Y'all don't want to be right on Stephanie's bad side, y'all. Ooh, don't get... be on her bad side. And she just turned twenty one again. <laughs> <laughs> you about to fall on the floor? All right. <laughs> Almost got him. Almost. Got him. It was true. <laughs> Let me move this table back a little bit. Yeah, it's so hilarious. funny that you brought up um, introvert extrovert thing because that's one of the big biggest topics that we have sure. on this show is uh, as an entrepreneur being able to have that I call it like a code switch, be able to turn it on and turn it off. Mm-hmm. So there's two words. There was one word that I was initially introduced was was uh, omnivert, being uh, being an introvert and an extrovert. Mm-hmm. The omnivert. Um, has an issue dealing with balancing their shyness and um, their courage to be in public. Uh, the ambivert is uh, one that doesn't have that issue. Like they literally like a on and off. Like I can turn it on, be present, live, and fluent, and then turn it off, and I'm like, leave me alone. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> That's me, right? Now. Yeah, I'm the omnivert. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of people don't know that I actually do get shot. And so that's why I'm an omnivert. Yeah, y'all, a lot of people don't know that. Um, like even before the podcast, like I would be like, okay, I'll be in my head. I'm like, okay, 
um, should I interact with her? Am I interacting with her too much? Like, you know, it'd just be too much. And then I said, screw it. Give me the alcohol and let's let the other guy come out. So I have two main personalities. Jeremy, which is, you know, the introvert. And then JT is the extrovert. And JT, um, he's the one that likes to take over a lot. Uh, he's not out right now. I'm in a good place where I don't need him to come out, mm-hmm. but he can come out. Mm-hmm. He's like, just you know, tap tap me in. I'm good. Um, but like, do you? So many jokes. So I'm just trying to hold. That's that fine. Production. <laughs> We're just gonna mute you. So. <laughs> I thought production normally is quiet, but you, you know, know, now you get you get upgraded <laughs> to a home. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? But you know, so this podcast <laughs> won't make light of day. <laughs> We're in a new generation, so you know I gotta get. Yes, to so a lot of a lot of a lot of podcasts, a lot of um, like live visuals, um, including you guys, um, includes uh, including production. They include they include production because it gives it like a more realistic mm. point of view. Like everyone's interacting with each other. Um, so like that's why I said, I'm gonna mic him up. I'm giving him a mic so he can uh so any like the sideways comments he be making, it'll make it to the wavelengths over there on the, right, on the screen. Right, so. right, right. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go. Where is my bag? I'm gonna go home. That's fine, you just have you. a seat light skin. Ooh, yes. Yes. <laughs> you can see it, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got to touch this shit. I don't have to touch it. It's good. It's a good change of pace because they was coming for me earlier, y'all. Oh, we gonna get I meant it for all the cameras. We're going to get back on you. Mm-mm. You feel a little salty. No, no, no. Good. It's caramel. It's <laughs> so we sit here with Stephanie, y'all. Y'all make some noise for her because she's rocking on her birthday of month, week. Sign time. Uh, <laughs> Um, so we went through talking about your childhood, right? We talked about self-love and what you do to find your inner peace, your connection to God, right? Um, we talked about your mixology skills. Um, let's talk about which, so, so there was a question that kind of said, like, you know, what you do to like stay grounded, but like, what do you do for fun? Oh, she had to close her eyes on that one. (laughs) You know, so I get that question all the time. Mm. And the reason why I did that is because, honestly, I'm always working. Mm. I'm in a place of life where I'm not where I want to be. I'm building my career. I've been in Dallas two years. You know, the first year I had to lay the foundation foundation here, network, all that. Mm -hmm. The second year, most of my second year here, I was down because of my knee surgery. Right, you exactly. Know? So it was like, ooh, you know, that knocked the wind out of me. So mm-hmm. this year when January hit, you know, I got back on my grind. Even though I'm not 100%, but I'm a heck of a lot better than mm-hmm. I was last April. Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, it has always been work, work. Like, I'm one of those people, I get tunnel vision. Like, these are the goals. I have goals to hit. I write Absolutely. down my goals. I talk about them. I envision Absolutely. them, you know, and I manifest them. And so I really didn't have a balance of work and a personal life. Mm-hmm. And so, honestly, that's a goal I had for myself this year is that, you know what? Last year taught me something. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to spend this time by myself not doing nothing because I physically couldn't. I had to limit myself. And maybe that was something else God wanted to show me that, Stephanie, you still need to live your life. 
Mm-hmm. Whether it's because so for me Sundays are my downtime. Yes, Sundays are my. She told unwind. me. Y'all. She told me. Sunday <laughs> is you know I unplug. So on Sundays, don't contact me unless you on the high priority list. It's only a small amount of people on the VIP list that can get there on a Sunday. Okay. <laughs> so you know, Sundays is just unwind. It's just so that can mean. Maybe I just want to sit in the house, literally lay in bed and do nothing. Don't think about nothing. And just sometimes I will lay there and don't even have the TV on. And I would just zone out that or, or just real, be talking to that God. That sounds real bliss. I, let me tell you, that <laughs> you sounds amazing. Like? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All of us in the room can relate to you, Stephanie. Or sometimes I will say, you know what? It's Sunday. Let me treat myself. Mm-hmm. I like a good brunch. I'll take myself out to brunch. But I'm never going to do anything that's going to be taxing on a Sunday, mm-hmm. period, point blank. Or and, somebody else schedule, contingent on somebody. Correct. Mm-hmm. And if you ask me to come somewhere where it's leisure for me, it better be before 5 p.m. Because <laughs> at 6 p.m., I have my online women's Bible study called Chosen. And yes, every Sunday I'm there at 6 p.m. Yes. So if, if we go do something, better be early in the day, before okay. 4 p.m. Okay. on a Sunday. But that's just my, you know, my me time. I get to relax. I get to unwind. I get to decompress. I get to recharge. Because, like I told you, being an introvert, I have to recharge around people all the time, right? Oh, my gosh. So, this year, I said, you know what? Outside of that, taking that Sunday for myself, you know what? I'm going to be more intentional. And I'm going to hang out with, you know, some girls here that I'm cool with. I'm going to, if I decide, hey... Like, last Saturday, I had a nail appointment, right? Mm-hmm. When I got my nails done. After that, I was like, I'm going to go have me a cigar. Mm. Went to the cigar shop, ran into some people I mm-hmm. knew, chilled there for a little bit. Then I said, I'm going to treat myself to dinner. I want something different tonight. Mm-hmm. And I did. And I had a beautiful day. So just doing things like that. I went to a K. Michelle concert at yes. the end of March. Shout out to K. Michelle, y'all. This was her last uh, R&B tour. She was here in Dallas? Yes. Okay. March 24th. You missed a good show. Okay. And Jay Howell opened up in Baby. Okay. Phenomenal. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Period. Yeah, I check out them clips on YouTube and various <laughs> Google searches. <laughs> but, so, so doing stuff like that, and it felt good to be with the, because I went with my friend, Anita, and mm-hmm. just being out and just like, just living. And it's like how I'm so caught up. I'm so caught up in everything mm-hmm. and getting to that goal when really that target moved, right? Right. It's not a direction. All so it's time. moved. So we keep trying to move here. Get, um, and I'm getting lost in that journey and not staying focused. Hey, come down. Stop smelling roses. Live life. Because guess what? Even if, how they say, no sleep, 365. Right. Fool, you gonna die. You gonna be dead. <laughs> so let's be honest. Whatever is gonna be for you, God has already designated because yeah. our lives are predestined. Right. So the truth of the matter is, if you take some time out each month for yourself and just to live life, you're not gonna get to your goal any slower. Mm-hmm. That's real talk. <laughs> so have you ever felt initially before you got to this mental state of mind? Mm-hmm. Hey, y'all. Um, <laughs> Do you ever feel guilty taking that time out for yourself? Were you always like, no, this isn't going to be me. This is my time. And then you just evolved from that initial initial concept in your head. Because for me, I used to feel guilty taking time for mm-hmm. myself. Like, I need to be doing something. That I don't need mm-hmm. to be, like, I'm 
I'm out here as an entrepreneur. I don't have the leisure of a nine to five initially. I need to be on my grind all the time. When I go to sleep, wake up, I need to be back on it. Like no, no rest. Maybe a, a couple of moments of downtime just to kind of like take your mind off of something like helps with the inspiration situation. But like, have you ever felt guilty for just having some downtime for yourself? No. Really? Yeah. Um, I'm one I'm very different. Maybe as I say that maybe that's the middle child syndrome because you know they're the independent ones and yes. all this. Yes. But for me, no. Even with family, close friends, like when I say this is my time, this is my time, and I would look at the phone mm-hmm. and watch it ring. Oh yes. And I'm like, no. You better be screaming. I just calls. I just don't feel like it. Yes, not and today. And it's just like spirit. My spirit just don't want to. Move, tell my hand to move mm-hmm. to pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. It's just like, no, I just need some time for myself, <laughs> you know? And yeah. I don't feel guilty because guess what? People don't always check on me. People don't always. Exactly. Now, I do have a core of people who do. Yes. So let me give them their credit. Mm-hmm. Let's be clear. I do mm-hmm. have my support system who do make sure I'm good. But most of my life, I have been the initiator. I always have to reach out. I always have to. That gets tiring. Oh, absolutely. Because if I'm always checking on everybody, who's checking on me? Mm-hmm. Like I said, I have my core people. They know who they are. But that gets so tiring. So sometimes it's just like, I hear the phone. Like, y'all, oh, I hope my mama don't see this. But <laughs> She <laughs> but, might. <laughs> right, because she be stalking my pages. Oh. But sometimes <laughs> she'll call. She'll be like, what you was doing? Nothing. So why you answer the phone? I feel like it. Yeah, I just didn't. I didn't have the energy. It's been a long week. I've been on go mode, and I just didn't have the energy to talk. Not even to you. And right, and I love you to death, but but I don't feel guilty. So that takes me to my next set of questions, or next question rather, um, the boundaries. At what part? At what point in your life did you install them? Mm-hmm. Into your operating system, and when you upgrade—that's I'm sorry, I'm a tech guy, I'm a tech nerd, y'all, y'all know. Um, when you install those that that ideology into your operating system, mm-hmm. and then chose to upgrade it along the way because you got a circle of a group of friends that you that you click with, and that's who you rely on, you know, for being checked on, checking on them, etc. So, how important is boundaries, and how important it is to have a close knit circle? help you stay grounded and mm-hmm. the pouring of energies is all synonymous. It's automated. Right, right. How important is that for you? So number one, that is very important mm-hmm. in my life. I don't play about that. I believe I've always had boundaries just as I have grown, as I have began healing and been on this healing journey and this growth journey, I have just gotten more firm and stronger about them. Right. Because so before my ex, you know, before him, like I was one of those people, you do or say something one time and you cut off, you block, you delete Mm -hmm. it, Mm -hmm. you know, so there was no, I don't care. Once you cross me, that was it. Good day. But when (laughs) I got to him, I met him when I was 21 Mm -hmm. and we dated till I was 26. And so, or shall I say we were in a serious relationship till I was 26. And so with him... I wanted to try something different. You know what I'm saying? 
So trying something different was like, okay, well, you can't just cut him off just because he sneezed the wrong way. (laughs) (laughs) You can't just cut him off because he didn't pick up the phone when you wanted him to. You know what I'm saying? So it was kind of like that. So, But being and doing so, I kind of lost myself Mm. because I was trying to keep, okay, let me make sure he's happy. Let me make sure he's happy. And I was so focused on him being happy that I did lose myself some in that. So when I came out of it, it was, oh, no, these are my boundaries. This is non-negotiable. If you can't handle it, I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. I am not the one. Yes. And so from then, they just got stronger and stronger. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, these are my boundaries. So if it's a problem for you, take care of yourself. That's the door. Yeah. And I'm not going to keep repeating myself. No. I'm going to tell you like twice. Then after that, you're an adult. If you can't comprehend I need you to go take a class because, mm-hmm. you know, reading and comprehension. <laughs> what you, what you, what you recommend? What kind of class? <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> a class that I don't teach. <laughs> Ain't got time for it. Get somebody else do it. Get somebody else to do it. <laughs> you learned that in grade school. Okay. So, so yeah. I remember um, a scenario, uh, not a scenario, but when you... Uh, we were here at the business lounge. We were setting up, and you were telling me about a situationship, right? And you were telling me, like, how, like, just expressing your frustration and just, like, saying, like, I, I need him to understand my boundaries, mm-hmm. right? And the things that, you know, but he's, like, he's not getting it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, you know, just, you know, I gave you some advice or whatever the case is. But, like, she opened up, y'all. I think that's when I, that was, like, one of my first times when I interacted with you. And I'm, like, huh, look at Stephanie. She's a human being. Like, she goes through a lot of the same things that I go through, or maybe the next person goes through. And I think I, I love the element of how we all be in our own worlds, but go through our own scenarios and we how we deal with them and how we can learn from each other, from those scenarios. Like, maybe I didn't have an answer, but by talking to you, networking with you, being part of, like, black events, shout out to Melanation, um... <laughs> Being a part of that, we're able to grow from each other just mm-hmm. from vicariously through experiences and just uh, just advice in general. Mm-hmm. So you are also part of the Business Lounge family. Yes, the BLD. Uh, shout out to Ro. Strickland. Strickland. <laughs> she would be my ass if I said <laughs> the other. Uh, <clears throat> so how, how has that aided you in your entrepreneur journey, being part of the Business Lounge Dallas? You know, when I first met her, I came I came here for a workshop and <laughs> she was it's funny <laughs> because she actually meant to take it down mm. but I was the only one that signed up. So you always be messing up some stuff and then that's how I met her too. Go ahead. Bring your butt here. <laughs> Bring your butt here. I can't get to that camera. You t- <laughs> But it was good. It was a blessing in disguise mm-hmm. because we sat and we just had it when she did it, you know, the one-on-one, like how she was going to conduct the workshop. Mm-hmm. And she finished. She looked at me. She said, why are you here? I said, what? I said, I can always learn something. So I guess to her, that workshop was more like for beginners. But I had a lot of things on the back end established. Mm-hmm. And she like, why are you here? And she pretty much was like, "You need you to ne- teach you me. You need to be on my team. <laughs> exactly. What, is you ta- what are you doing?" 
So it grew from there. She started coming to my networking events called A Ladies Affair. I used to host them at a cigar lounge. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, things shifted. And by that time, I had a partnership here with Business Lounge Dallas. Yes. And honestly, it has been a beautiful experience. Mm-hmm. I feel like that everybody that comes here, you know, we have had mutually beneficial relationships. Thank you for saying that. that. And that this has been mutually beneficial for the both both of us. Mm -hmm. I make sure I do my part in every aspect that I can. Anywhere I feel like I'm going to fall short, I communicate with her. Mm -hmm. And she'll be like, no, you good. And likewise, because I know for a fact there are people who have used the business lounge for services by coming here once they have attended my networking event. Mm-hmm. So I just I just love the energy of the yeah. space. I love Ro as mm-hmm. a person, as an individual, as a businesswoman. And so I feel like it has been very mutually beneficial. Mm-hmm. And I'm just looking forward to the future. Yeah, shout out to Ro and her being a juice. She the juice <laughs> of the community. And you know, I yes. when I found out she was a Virgo, I was like, uh-huh. Girl, I didn't know you was a Virgo. But you're a good Virgo. She's one of the best Virgos I've ever met. Because you Virgos, both the men and the women, crazy. I, lo- I love hearing the beta signs, like, support each other. <laughs> okay, you're going to open up. Why, well, he a Virgo? Whole... No. Oh, I'm a Capricorn, oh, a baby. I end the year and begin the year. Oh, Beginning in... My no. ex was a Capricorn. Hey, 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 hey. I'm not right. as stubborn as the old school OG Capricorns, okay? But I have stubbornness. Deal with it. Okay. Oh, admitting you have a problem is the first step. <laughs> right. And guess what? That's this is the step I get off. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. Right. That's the problem, right? right. No, I don't no, have a problem. Right. I'm never the problem. I'm always the solution. <laughs> and speaking yeah. of which, K Michelle's tour is called "I'm the Problem." Just hint, hint. What the? Why? Why would I attend? Unless I'm about to give her a solution. <laughs> Hit me up, K Michelle. I got a solution for you. <laughs> Oh, Lord. <laughs> and you're shaking the table. Okay, shaking the table. It's getting real shaky here. <laughs> Speaking of shaking some things up, getting to think. She got a book, y'all. Let's dive into this book. Yes, let's talk about this book. And she gave me a copy of this. And so, um, tell me about this book, Fatherless Success, because this is stemming from your childhood, mm-hmm. right? And you talked about that earlier about not having that father figure in your life. Um, tell us about the inspiration behind that book, aside from what you, well, I mean, you can include that as well, but like, just, just tell me about this book. Like what, what, what inspires you to write this book here? So honestly, I had the idea back when I was in that last serious relationship that I told you about, and I had the title fatherless success. That's all I had. Really? And I remember having a, a conversation uh, her name is Kelsey, because we were networking together back in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to write a book. I said, I gave her the title. I said, it's going to be called Fatherless Success. And she said, oh, I love that title. Mm-hmm. I love it too. And sure. But I was spirit, mentally spiritual. I wasn't in a place mm-hmm. to write it because I knew I was going to have to go to places mm-hmm. with my father and all this stuff. So I left it right there. And then fast forward to like, what, five, six years later, five years later, something my spirit just said, it's time, it's time. To so, write the book? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I got that laptop out. Got my laptop. And I had to stop a few times because tears, because I had to dig into places 
and tears were just rolling down my face, reliving those experiences. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I had to stop a few times. And then eventually I finished. Mm -hmm. And at first I was thinking like, oh, maybe my book isn't long enough. It needs to be 150 pages. And then, you know, we get caught up in things that we see because I was looking at other self-help books that I've read. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Right. So it was like, um, but God was like, "Mm mm-mm. This it. That's all you need to say That's for all now. You need to say. Yeah, so I was just like, okay. So it's almost 60 pages, but it gets to the point. It goes into my background, my story of growing up without a father, the obstacles that I had to overcome, mm-hmm. the healing. Um, just just know it's not a one-stop shop. You don't just arrive and, oh. Stephanie's not a one-stop shop. <laughs> I mean, she's, she's a woman of many talents. <laughs> But she's not any anywhere near basic. <laughs> okay. Oh, thank you. Oh, you welcome, girl. But you know, you can't. It's not just oh, I arrived. No, it's you have to continuously put in the effort and the work. And just like how you continuously get up and go to the bar and get drunk every weekend at mm-hmm. the club, or how you continuously meet with toxic people that you really don't need to be around. Right. It's the same thing. You just have to shift that energy. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it has been an intentional wake up every day. And I need this because I have seen the benefits of it. And so that book was just me sharing my story, but also inspiring other people who have gone through it because some people are alone. You know what I'm saying? Some people feel alone. Some people really don't have anybody else. Luckily, I do have a support system, but everybody can't, they don't have it. Right. And so I wanted to position myself where I can provide a tool and resource and where I can also be a tool or a resource for somebody. Absolutely. And so um, as an entrepreneur, you know how important it is to you know, trust the process, right? Um, sticking to something, even though it just seems real bleak. And uh, even with the book creation that you uh, that you put in front of me here, um you talked about how you broke it up. You had to take time to feel and really get your words together. And so my question to you is, uh, how important is closure? And when you when you were writing the book, what advice would you give someone that's trying to like start to write the book and maybe have not had that closure? Mm-hmm. Like, is are those? Are those uh, words important enough to get on that piece of paper? Do you need closure? Or without closure, can you just still convey the same message to the audience and maybe someone can receive it? Well, the first thing is that depends on what closure is to you. Mm -hmm. That's going to look different to everybody. For me, I learned in life that I have zero control over anything or anybody outside of myself. Mm -hmm. And so you're not going to always get an, an apology even if you sit down and have a discussion with somebody, you may not get an apology. You may not get the answer you want or that your your expectation of an answer from that person. That person may not even know why they hurt you or did certain things. Or they may not even be in a space where they can even convey that message to you properly. So now you have to learn how, for me, it's never about them. I don't ever need anybody that did anything wrong to me to say, I apologize. I know I messed up. I don't even need that. Mm. One thing I learned through therapy is that this is about me. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I have to heal. Yes. So, but on the spiritual side of that, my journey with God, what I learned, I learned how to forgive people. Even if I never see you again a day in my life, even if I never get an apology for you, I know how to forgive you with God. And what I do is what I learned in therapy, like just write a letter, write a letter to the person. Mm. But they you don't, don't mean you could write. You don't have to send it, but just write it. all your thoughts, your feelings, everything. Write it out on paper. Yeah. And then you can do what you want to. You can burn it. You can keep it there. Look back on it later in life. But it's going to be a release. Yes. And so for me, that has been my release. And that's what I do. And literally, I find myself forgiving people almost instantly. Mm-hmm. That's just the, my spiritual level right now in life. Mm-hmm. And so it's like nine times out of ten, what they have, what people deflect onto you, how they treat you, nine times out of ten is not even about you. Right. Because you got to remember, we all have trauma. We all have things we need to heal from. Just most of us walking around in denial. Mm -hmm. Hurt people hurt people. Exactly. And most of the people just, they're in denial. They don't want to acknowledge, hey, this is a problem. Right. And it takes some people, I'm blessed that I was able to start that journey journey mm-hmm. before I hit 30. Yes. You have people that's 50, 60 years old, still miserable and toxic. And I knew I don't want to be that person. Especially those in the melanation that do not believe in therapy. Correct. And it is so stigmatized in our community. Uh, like, oh, what happens in this house stays in this house, right? Um those those things that we learned as a child, like, oh, no, we can't talk about it. And then what happens? We we bottle it up, and it, it manifests it manifests itself in a different way where we, we turn to alcohol or to drugs or any vice that we, we, attach, we attach to because we were not able to vent or forgive someone or receive forgiveness. Like you said, closure looks different to other people, to different people. It looks, you know... It's sweeping under the rug. Right, just sweeping things under the rug and not being able to release those things. So I'm so glad that you've been able to find solace in therapy. Thank and being And uh, being on the show, of course. And um, I know that you repeated or stated where people can follow you. How can, how can people follow you and where can anybody's book on the website, I'm assuming? Yes, absolutely. So right now you can follow me all platforms, The Authentic Stephanie Sterling. You can head over to the website, www.theauthenticstephaniesterling.com. You can either order your autographed copy or you can go to Amazon. And on Amazon, you can get the paperback the ebook or the audible. Okay. And so a great thing that I'm doing right now that I'm very excited about, I just launched a fundraising campaign with my book. Let's talk about it. Okay. Oh, so it's a fundraising campaign for fatherless success. And it's a way for me to partner with nonprofits to get more exposure of my book and tap into their audience, but Mm -hmm. also to give back to that nonprofit. And so right now I have the circle of sisterhood and they focus on empowering girls ages 12 through 17, give them the tools they need to overcome obstacles just nice. in life. Okay. Like you were talking about, they feel like they don't have a voice and those types of things. And so they have partnered with me from April 1st to May 1st. And at the end of the campaign, 50% of the proceeds will go back to their organization. Nice. So all you have to do is go to the website, www.theauthenticstephaniesterling.com. You will have to get the autographed copy and put in code TCS, and the donations will go to them, the 50% of all sales of my book 
for everybody that used that promo code by May 1st. Um, it gave me a look, and because I, I think I was already thinking it. We're, we're going to play it something. I don't know what it's going to okay. be. We're going to play it something. Absolutely. You hear that? Miss <laughs> Monet, the Cirque of Sisterhood, JSR is going to play something. Yes. 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 We, we love excited. support us. We, we support the Melanation. <laughs> I mean, we support all nations under God. But But this was just really a creative way for me to continue to do what I love to do, which which is working in a community, but partnering with nonprofits. And now I can give you 50% of my proceeds. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be anything off my back, you know? Right. Because it's going to a greater cause. Absolutely. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. Exactly. Exactly. Multiple people. Right, right, right. So um, what, what else you got going on? I know you got some other things in the in the in the kitchen, <laughs> cooking up. So you know, always the second Friday we host a ladies' affair here at Business Lounge Dallas mm-hmm. from six thirty to eight thirty. So we have one coming up next Friday, mm-hmm. April fourteenth. Okay. The theme of this one is actually a tribute celebrate Stephanie, mm. and so my co-host Miss Maronica Nash, who is the founder of. MK Organic Hair Products. Look at you. <laughs> she, you know how we look up to the sky for answers <laughs> at a download and we just recurgitate it? I love us. <laughs> Maronica is the bomb. If you haven't checked her out, please check out MK Organic Hair Products. She's doing her thing. You can order her products online. She have them in stores all over. Got some for the natural people. Yes. She specializes in natural. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. she decided that, hey, well, this is your birthday month. So let's do a tribute to you. Absolutely. And so I'm excited. I don't know who's going to show up, what it's going to be like, but I'm just excited. So make sure y'all come. Remember, we have our food catering sponsor, T-Fees. So make sure you follow them at T-Fees, T-Fees on Instagram, Facebook. That She's the bomb. I love her. I love, you know, her support. She's been sort of supporting me for the past few months. And so... Her sponsorship has been amazing. So I'm just looking for a good time. But yes. Next Friday. Next Friday, ladies only. That's okay. I'm a girl in my head. I got a wig in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a girl in my head. I'm going to shave my beard down and put the wig on. Hey, y'all. <laughs> but you can catch a ladies affair the second Friday. Just head over to my website and you will see the networking event there. Uh, after that, we also I have two book signings coming up this month. Look at so booked <laughs> <Booked> and busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> booked and busy. So if you're in Dallas, the first one is gonna be Thursday, April 20th. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be at PJ's Coffee, actually. Oh, that's across the street. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So just make sure you register, but it'll be over there Thursday, April 20th. That Friday, April 21st, I'm hosting a connecting affair again Mm. at Business Lounge Dallas. And this is just a quarterly event that I host where we come in and just have open relationships, real conversations about what what what's the dating scene like? What are relationships? Yes. What does it mean to you? Yes. And then being able to plug in healthy things. And yes. so this month we so will be talking Is about that for women only. No, it's for everybody. Oh, okay. Just wanted to make yes. sure that yes. the fellas <laughs> can come on there. Yes. So y'all can come to the book signing and y'all can come to oh, a yeah. connecting affair. So just make sure you register and bring your wigs. <laughs> <laughs> And it's going to be fun because this month we're talking about communication. So 
And then last but not least, Saturday, April 29th, I will be at the Pan-African Connection Bookstore hosting a book signing, and I'm excited. Mm. They are, yeah. yeah. So, hey, make sure you follow me. Also, on Eventbrite, follow the authentic Stephanie Sterling because that's where I post all my events. All my events are posted throughout my social media platforms, primarily Facebook and Instagram, as well as my website. Yes, come on for consistency and branding. Y'all make some noise for <laughs> Stephanie for coming on the show. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You were a delight. I think that's the best word I have is delight. And I love her smile, y'all. Like, she always be lighting up my day. And I'm like... I'm like, come on, Colgate. Colgate. Yes. She just, it it gives a big teeth energy. I just love it. (laughs) Thank you. I love it. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate this. I appreciate you.